What is up, everyone, and welcome to the Bobby Mason Audio Experience. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me, personally. Also, a big shout-out to Educating Entrepreneurs. Thank you for sponsoring this podcast. Guys, this podcast is created for all of you because, you know what, the world of entrepreneurship is seriously viewed as this glitzy, heroic career with all these guaranteed pathways to riches and success when, just to be completely honest, you don't just snap your finger and bang, have the mansion, have the travels, have all the pretty ladies. That's just not how it works. So in the Bobby Mason audio experience, we actually have real entrepreneurs on the show. I'm personally a serial entrepreneur after starting 15 companies. And essentially this entire show is just about entrepreneurship and sharing our entrepreneurial stories, our life lessons, our success methods, and lastly, really being honest about our royal F-ups. So thank you so much for listening. You guys can find this podcast anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. You know, iHeart, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all those good things. So without further ado, let's get to the show. Thank you so much again, and I hope you enjoy this episode. What is up? Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, Bobby back with you with another weird opening. I just do that because I'm strange. Today, you know, I've had some people commenting recently on these podcasts and they hear me bring up the businesses that I've started and they said, hey, had a couple of people say, hey, can you please, 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 please give us a little more information? on the businesses you've started. So every once in a while, I'm going to add in a little podcast on one of the businesses I started, what happened, how it went, what we learned. I'm probably not going to get to all of that because I I try to make these relatively short. So let's start with the first business I ever created. That was called Three Timbers, Three Timbers LLC. It was, it originally started as a landscaping really to do whatever company so we started it my best friend and I started it in eighth grade I believe it was the summer of eighth grade and people always ask wow that's exciting did you start really big no the summer of eighth grade we had roughly two clients I think all summer and the first client had a very large house and we started with very simple work We cleaned the house. We were supposed to be outside, but we cleaned the house, cleaned some woodwork. The house was huge. So cleaning the woodwork and so woodwork up top near the ceiling and the bottoms, floorboards, everything took us about two weeks. Yeah, that's how crazy this house was. And when we proved we could clean, then they gave us other little tasks like splitting wood, doing some landscaping, and then eventually like staining their decks. So that was interesting. That's the first summer. And then after the first summer, we decided to try to actually make it a business. We started to go door to door. We started to knock away. We started to provide services that we didn't know how to do, like lakeshore restoration, scuba diving, lake weed removal, cutting down trees, uh, commercial landscaping and lawn care. We just started hopping into things. We didn't know how to do anything like legitimately anything. And 
we just committed to the bit. You know, I still remember two years in, we had a client that was on this big peninsula of a lake. And we get to their house, we knock on the door, and they're like, oh my gosh, do you guys cut trees? And you know, we're in ninth or 10th grade at that point. And we were never ones to say no. So we were just like, oh yeah, for sure we cut down trees. And he's like, great, let me show you the trees I want cut down. And he goes over to the cliff edge. It's kind of a cliff, like a hundred, hundred foot drop. And he just starts pointing out trees that he wants cut down. He's like, I want that tree cut down and that one and that one and that one because I need a better view to the lake. Ended up being like eight giant trees all together. But the thing was, we had to cut paths through the woods to get to those trees. And we had never cut down trees. So we said, oh, sure. We went and bought a chainsaw. We asked someone that had cut down trees before to just show us how to do it. He showed us it. And then we learned that every tree we cut, it would fell. Well, we had to fell it to go into the lake. So it would fall into the lake, right? So that meant we had eight trees that we had to drop into the lake, cut up in the lake, and then float to two endpoints. Now, what I mean by that is, so this was a peninsula with a big cliff. And so we were cutting it along the cliff. It fell into the lake and there was no way to bring it up on land. There was only one place towards the west that we could bring it up on land and one place in the east that we could bring it up on land. And both areas were roughly three acres away. So we would float them through the water, bring them up on land, and then we took ter- we just had a whole crew of us taking turns carrying them upstairs. So we had to break them down into pieces that we could carry them up and down the stairs. It took us roughly a month to do it. And by the time we got all the wood up to the top and had huge piles that took up the entire yard, and this is like a five to eight acre yard, the owner comes out and goes, oh my gosh, if I knew it was so much work, I would have had you do it in the winter. And we're like, oh, come on. But yeah, that was just proof that really we did everything and we just learned on the fly. There was nothing we wouldn't do. I mean, we also had a lot of mistakes along the way, right? I mean, we had employees that ended up ruining decks. And when a deck was ruined, that's another thing we learned on the fly. We'd have to rebuild the deck. And we didn't charge anyone for it because it was our fault. But we could have hired it out. And it could have cost us tens of thousands of dollars. Or what we did in this situation, um, my best friend, one of the founders, and my brother and I, We sat there really late at night and rebuilt the deck. And it was not a normal deck. It had like the fancy posts and everything like that. And so that was just experience, right? Now, to get back to the company itself, we worked on it for six or seven years, maybe. I don't know. I can't remember exactly how long it was. Maybe it was eight. Yeah. But we had teams working on the commercial side of things. So we had teams that were out there mowing and landscaping commercial buildings. We had teams out there mowing and landscaping and really doing full landscaping jobs. I don't even know what you call them. And I was in the industry. 
we had them going out and doing residential. So what I mean by that is people were mowing residential, but there were also people out there redoing entire landscapes where we'd put in fire pits. We'd do all of the lovely plants. We'd do, we'd change things from woods to grass. We'd do sand beaches, all that good stuff. So we had teams doing that. And then at the same time, we had more teams doing lakeshore stuff, which involved scuba diving and pulling lake weeds. So people's lakeshores were beautiful and perfect and wonderful. So at that point, we had multiple trucks going. We had dump trailers going. We had a lot of managing to do. And it was really, it was a really good time. And we were really lucky to have amazing employees that gave us a lot of bandwidth because we had to learn a lot on the fly. I mean, we had times where we had not paid our employees for three weeks. And we had to say, we are so sorry because we have no idea what we're doing. And we just haven't gotten the money yet. And, you know, our employees were the best where they were kind enough to us that they would forgive us. They were a little peeved, but then we try to make it up to them by playing a game of basketball or saying that we give them a little bonus, whatever it might be. But Three Timbers is essentially where everything started. I learned most of the lessons I know today about managing people and I know most of the lesson. I most of the lessons I know about co-founder conflict all came from Three Timbers. And you know, I think the real learning point from Three Timbers is you're never too young to start something. You're never too young to push yourself to new limits. You're never too young to have employees. You're never too young to handle conflict, and. You're never too young to be very professional. You know, we were just kids and we were doing premium work for premium people. And not many companies got those jobs. And the reason we got them is because we genuinely cared about our customers more than we cared about the work. I mean, the work was great, but everyone can do mulch. I mean, they can. I mean, maybe not everyone can do lakeshore restoration stuff, but we couldn't, we weren't trying to compete on quality, even though we were trying to do an amazing job, but we were competing on relations. Like we became all of our clients friends. Like I still call most of our clients very good friends to this date. They want to know what's happening in our lives. We want to know what's happening in theirs. And that's the blessing. And that's how we built Three Timbers to be relatively successful. It's because we cared about the customer relations way more than we cared about making money. I, mean, I still remember we would wake up at six in the morning, work outside all day, then we'd make time for clients around eight o'clock at night. And when myself and my founder, when we would go and meet with clients, we get there at like 8, 8.30, super dirty, tired, ready to go home. But we would honestly just throw out the entire day and say, that doesn't matter. Let's sit here and just talk to this client for an hour, hour and a half. And the clients loved it. I mean, we weren't just like forcing, our, forcing them to talk to us forever. It just became something where, you know, these were premium clients living on lakes that had 
been very successful in their careers, that was an opportunity for us. So we took advantage of it. We'd sit down and we'd walk through their projects and we'd make sure everything was perfect. But then, you know, we also started to talk about what they did in their careers, what they loved most. We started to dig into just everything in their lives from the standpoint of we just wanted to suck in as much information as we possibly could. And a lot of these people wanted to teach. They wanted to share. So we would just sit there. We'd show up at 8.15, 8.30. Sun would be setting. And we'd be leaving every night at like 10. We'd be leaving client's house at 10 after they told the stories for hours and maybe gave us tours of their garages or showed us their house or whatever it might have been. And by the end of that conversation, it was like, we weren't just landscapers and they weren't just clients. We were friends on the same page that wanted to learn from each other. But it just so happened that we also did their landscaping. And that was the blessing of what we did. And that's why we loved Three Timbers. And, you know, I will, I will share later. I'm trying to see how far we are into this. Yeah, this one's a little longer. Um, I think uh, I'll do a couple more on Three Timbers because I think it's important to understand how Three Timbers was wrapped up. It's important to understand the conflict involved. But the lesson from this Three Timbers experience, me sharing what we did at Three Timbers, you can become very successful if you focus on the client, you focus on the customer, no matter what, they come first. You don't care about the money. You care about their experience. You care about making them happy. You care about treating them like family. You care about going the extra mile, whether you make a dime off of it or not. That's when you create something great. That's when you have clients that love you to death. All right. So think about that today. Try to build something where you put the clients first and you just love them forever. That's what we did. That's what worked. And um, yeah, that's it. So peace out. If you like this episode, do me a solid. Share it. Post it. Love it. Subscribe to it. If you think anyone could learn from this, please let them know. You mean the world to me. You know, like I've said before, we are new at this Bobby Mason audio experience. So we don't have a lot of downloads. This was kind of a side project. And I'm really trying to figure out how to design this to become better for all of you. So if you guys have any suggestions, hit me up. Actually, I'll give you my personal email, Bobby, B-O-B-B-Y, H Mason, M-A-S-O-N at gmail.com shoot me an email and let's talk about how you believe I can make the podcast better. So thank you guys. Appreciate all your love. Have an amazing day.